If you're talking about it, I'll be talking about it. Dennis Prager here. Join me this morning at 11, right here on AM560, The Answer. Good morning, Dan and Amy. A number of candidates, uh, including the fake practicing nurse Lauren Underwood, have made uh, health insurance central to their campaign. Democrats think that they have a real advantage demagoguing health insurance against Republicans, you know, for trying to unwind Obamacare and the like. Um, but it turns out, uh, and I don't know why Republicans don't do a better job of marketing this. To some extent, it's complicated. But it turns out the Trump administration has advanced a number of reforms that increase freedom and personal choice and actually stabilize the Obamacare uh, exchanges. For more on this, now is the time to understand it and the implications, if there are going to be any, to your health insurance choices with today's outcomes. To help us uh, discern all of that, we're pleased to be joined again by our friend C.S. Tucker. C. Stephen Tucker, founder and principal broker for healthinsurancementors.com. C.S., thanks for being with us. Appreciate it. Good morning, Dan and Amy. Uh, Good morning. And so I wanted to just talk a little bit about what the Trump administration has done on these fronts, including on health reimbursement arrangements that allow employers to offer workers tax-exempt dollars to buy insurance in the individual market. Yeah, that's very interesting what they're doing. They're allowing, well, first of all, you know, the extended non-ACA plans, which are short-term health insurance plans from 90 days to 365 days. So you don't have to stack four 90-day policies together to achieve a full year of coverage. And then they're allowing, and hopefully this will be implemented, the ability for employers to provide a stipend to their employees to purchase those much less expensive non-ACA qualified policies. They're less expensive because they don't cover pre-existing conditions, but those who don't have pre-existing conditions and don't qualify for federal subsidies will pay half the premium necessary to maintain an ACA-qualified policy without a subsidy, which is now more expensive than most people's mortgages. So that little rule allows employers then to provide a subsidy or a stipend to their employees to buy those types of plans, which is a good idea. And the, 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 other... the, one of the things that does, just to interrupt, but I wanted to get clarity on this. One of the things that does then is draw more young and healthy workers into the individual market, which currently skews towards the sick or the poor enough to be eligible for the subsidy. So that's a good thing. Indeed, yes. As, as you know, the ratio between old and sick went from three to one to five to one, which means the cost for younger people, the health insurance for them went up by three times. The cost for a quote-unquote catastrophic plan prior to Obamacare would be about $85 for a young and healthy person. Today, if they buy the catastrophic plan, it'll be $325. So that has driven the young and healthy people who we desperately need in the national risk pool out of the national risk pool. Very, very. I heard all weekend from, you know, president, former president Obama's campaign saying, you know, healthcare is a mess that he's taken away. If you have a preexisting condition, you're not going to get the, the care that you need. So who, who's lying? Who's telling the truth here? Uh, well, we know who's lying already because, remember, he said, eh, if, you want, if you like your plan, you keep your plan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we Ray know that was a lie. By the way. Really, you dug Thank deep you. for that. Yeah, eight years. <laughs> so uh, that was a lie from him. He had told the lie of the year for 2013, according to PolitiFact, so we can't trust him on anything. But the truth is, Republicans have, since 1996, along with Democrats, consistently supported legislation to ensure that those with pre-existing conditions will have coverage 
for pre-existing conditions. There was a law passed in 1996, and it's called HIPAA law. And that law outlines in several sections, 2741, 2742, and 2744, that states must establish either a high-risk health insurance pool or an annual open enrollment period or some sort of risk mitigation system for people who are denied health insurance in the individual marketplace. This is why I've been doing this for 22 years as a licensed broker in multiple states, and I have never been unable to offer someone health insurance, no matter how heavy or how sick they were, because our state, Illinois, was one of 45 states that had a risk mitigation system in place. It was called ICHIP the Illinois Comprehensive Health Insurance Plan. And so people who were denied coverage in the individual marketplace would simply go to iChip and they would be insured through Blue Cross Blue Shield and they would pay a slightly higher premium than those who didn't have pre-existing conditions. And those premiums in the old iChip high-risk health insurance pool, believe me, my clients who were insured on the risk pool seven years ago would kill or die to have those premiums back compared to facing an unsubsidized premium with Obamacare. And and it's interesting because this is, you talked about the big lie of 2013. One of the big lies the Democrats have told this cycle is the idea that Republicans are going to drop people with pre-existing conditions. They're purposely undermining uh, the exchanges, when it's quite the opposite. And, and in fact, uh, Senator Bill Kennedy from Louisiana, who actually is a medical doctor, had an op-ed in the on CNN's website to that effect, but of course... It hasn't gotten much amplification. So we've got uh, Trump, the Trump administration, uh, again, more consumer freedom, more personal choice, uh, stabilizing Obamacare, incentivizing more healthy and young into the system, uh, extending short-term plans and association health plans, frankly, doing what it can to advance market reforms under the construct of Obamacare since uh, the repeal and replace failed in the Senate. That's exactly right. And, and there's also these waivers. This, our wonderful new HHS director, uh, Alex Azar, and our new CMS director, Seema Virma, they are approving state waivers for states like Wisconsin, where they can put a health reinsurance system in place so that claims, for example, between $50,000 and $250,000 are covered under diff- a different risk mitigation system, which thereby lowers premiums for people who are healthy. And Scott Walker is doing that right now in Wisconsin. And he's able to do that because the Trump administration is allowing more flexibility. Indiana begged for a waiver from Obamacare so that they could design their own state-run systems, and they were denied repeatedly uh, to do that. Under the Trump administration, these states are being allowed the ability to design their own risk mitigation systems like Alaska has done, Oregon has done. Alaska cut premiums by 40% last year. They're putting in place their own state-run mitigation systems. So it's not that Republicans don't want to cover pre-existing conditions. They do. They spent $100 billion in the American Health Care Act to ensure that pre-existing conditions will continue to be covered. It is how they will be covered going forward. It does not make sense to mandate all health insurers cover pre-existing conditions if there's only one health insurer left in the whole state of Indiana. And that is the case today for people in the individual marketplace. So the current system is unsustainable. There are more intelligent ways to do it going forward. And until Democrats stop calling us racist who want to deny coverage for pre-existing conditions, we're never going to come together on a bipartisan basis to form a solution that's sustainable going forward. Well, uh, so that's what the Trump administration has done. And if Democrats take the House today, and maybe the Senate, anything's within the realm of possibility, unlikely, um, this is what they want to do. 
as explained by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to Jorge Ramos on a porch because it's they're very you have they're to because, sit at the porch. Well, because they're very casual. They're very neighborhood. Yeah. It's Alexandria and Jorge from the block. <laughs> Listen to Alexandria Cortez explain how easy it is to finance, quote unquote, Medicare for all. Medicare for all. Mm-hmm. Is it too expensive? No. People often say, like, how are you going to pay for it? And I find the question so puzzling because how do you pay for something that's more affordable? How do you pay for cheaper rent? How do you pay for You just pay for it. <laughs> We're paying more now. So it's not that our that we're saying this whole system is free. Yeah. It's saying it is free of cost at the point of service. So that means that you're not delaying going to the dentist. Because you're not you money. because yeah. you don't have the cash at the point of service. Number nine. Um, um, was she speaking English? So, uh, like uh, C. Stephen Tucker, could you explain that to us? Uh, this is why I refer to her as Alexandria Occasional Cortex. Um, <laughs> wow. I rather. <laughs> I would rather not take uh, public health care policy from a, someone who was a bartender in 2017. Uh, she is not exactly the sharpest tool in the shed. But the truth is, even if you read the studies from the left-leaning, actually it's way left, Urban Institute, the cost of this Medicare for all would be about $34 trillion over the next 10 years. But, which, of course, is unsustainable and impossible to do since the Medicare Trust Fund is already strained trying to provide care for our senior citizens. But more important than that, people need to understand that Medicare for all is actually Medicare for none. It is also private health insurance for none, including your employer-sponsored plan. None of those plans would exist anymore. Your employer plan, your individual health insurance plan, they will all be wiped out and replaced by a single-payer system. And anyone who wants to know how single-payer works, just ask a veteran. All right. He is C. Stephen Tucker, founder and principal broker for healthinsurancementors.com. C.S., thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. Here, special election night coverage tonight, beginning at 7. Then talk about it with Dan and Amy tomorrow morning, starting at 5 a.m. on your election station, AM 560, The Answer.